Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Whitehouse Advisor with me, Harry Whitehouse. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the return of the wonderful Curb Your Enthusiasm for its 11th season. In the tumultuous and up and down time of spring 2020, a lot of people were doing different things as we were locked down. Some people being very productive, you know, chasing projects that they never had the time for before. But me, whilst I was doing university online, my big personal project was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. It's something that I'll, you know, the TV series will be synonymous with that time for me. Um, one day I just decided to go on Sky Go, you know what, let's have a go, let's watch it. Because I know it was supposed to be really funny and I know it's been about for years. And it just aired, the 10th season, it just aired on TV just before the start of the pandemic. And I thought it was, you know, within the vernacular of the times. And I thought, let's go ahead, let's do it. And I watched Curb, and honestly, I think we do this type of thing a lot as people where we kind of get nostalgia about times that weren't that good. And we think back, you know, I was thinking about doing my A-levels the other day. I was like, oh, I do miss. And then I remember how awful it was doing A-levels towards those final weeks. And I've kind of had that with Curb, that you have like these days where you're just sitting and, you know, the weather was relatively decent, but then again, thousands of people were dying each day, but I had time to watch Curb. So kind of get this weird nostalgia, which you really shouldn't have. But yeah, Curb... It's, it's a wonderful program, and I was so excited to have it back for 11th season. There are not very many television programs that I watch contemporarily on television at the moment. There's like The Mandalorian, Stranger Things, and a handful of others. But I was excited to be able to be, take part in the you know the live watching of Curb. And it was, a, it was a great episode, the first one to return. I mean, you'd never expect any less, but I was really happy to have it. So throughout this new season of Curb, we're going to be doing weekly episodes recapping the last one and handing out some awards. For the first award, we're going to have MVP. Second, we're going to have Letdown of the episode. Third, we're going to have Best Celebrity Cameo. And fourth, we're going to, we're going to ask the question over whether Larry was right or wrong with a dilemma or issue he faced in the episode. So let's crack into it. So spoilers ahead, we're going to talk about the first episode of the series. And I think one of the first interesting things we talk about is how it's approached COVID, actually, because a lot of the press that came out of the uh, the production of the series whilst it was being uh, filmed was that they were going to totally ignore COVID. But that isn't the case. I don't think they take COVID as seriously as it has been, but they do acknowledge it, its existence. Because I know it's a struggle for a lot of television programmes at the moment over how they approach COVID. Because I believe, I haven't watched Succession yet, but I believe they just ignore it completely. And I think that creates an interesting dynamic, especially because Larry David and, you know, he's been a bit of a germaphobe in the past. It creates this um, interesting idea, but also would hamper the series. So I think it's probably the right idea to acknowledge it and make it a big plot point in the first episode, but not have it overshadow the entire series. So let's now actually get into a little recap of the first episode and how we're going to hand out these little awards. So titled The Five Foot Fence, the episode opens on a fairly strange opening scene with Larry sleeping in bed um, to a massive noise, and it turns out that someone who's attempted to burgle Larry's uh, mansion as uh, the creator of Seinfeld, he can afford that, um, has actually drowned in his pool and... Larry didn't have the five-foot fence he's supposed to as a uh, resident of Santa Monica, and he gets in a little bit of hot water with some police officers. So to give a broad outline of the rest of the episode, we then move on and we see Larry and Jeff pitching a, a prospective new show to Netflix um, called Young Larry about his youth in New York. And I mean, this is quite funny. It's obviously a bit of a jab at Netflix, the kind of money they uh, pour into shows like that. Although I'm not sure... 
in Curb Universe, Larry quite has the juice to have a, a young Larry show, like Young Rock and Young Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. I'm not sure Larry David, in this reality where Kirby's your enthusiasm doesn't exist, can't, has the juice of that, but it still makes it quite funny. But this feels like it's going to be the plot point from which the series is built around. So last year we had the revenge store in Latte Larry's, and it feels like Young Larry is what this, uh, what this season's going to be built around. On the way out of uh, Netflix's headquarters, Larry and Jeff run into Dennis, a friend of theirs, who is in the early stages of dementia, and he also owes Larry $6,000 from six months ago for a golf trip, and Larry approaches him about it, and obviously awkwardness, as always, ensues. In the meantime, during the episode, we meet Albert Brooks. I mean, what an incredible addition to Kerr, by the way. Obviously, the, the brother of the late... Great Bob Einstein, otherwise known as Marty Funkhauser in Curb. It's so wonderful that he gets added to this program. I mean, I saw someone on Twitter compare it to when the Golden State Warriors just added Kevin Durant to the regular season, the greatest regular uh, regular season team of all time in 2016. It is just like it's just dropping it in the mix. I mean, what a what a flex by Larry David just to drop in Albert Brooks for this episode, who happens to be planning a live funeral for himself. So he's planning to host a funeral for himself while he's still alive and also once again it's this recurring point of how egotistical a lot of these uh, showbiz people are in the that surround Larry and Larry's word and Larry also produces another massive flex when he uh, he also has Lucy Lou playing herself dating him but also she has some concerns about Larry's frailty as he makes a couple of mistakes at a dinner party. And as the episode progresses, we actually meet the brother of the dead burglar who drowned in Larry's pool, who uh, blackmails Larry with a lawsuit over him not having a fence around his pool, and blackmails him to put him in the, his daughter in Larry's new show with Netflix, which uh, he's learned about in Variety magazine. And then as the episode concludes, we actually attend the funeral of Albert Brooks, the live funeral, um, as he calls it, and uh, Larry runs into John Hamm who played a predominant role in the last series, who was uh, actually studying Larry, because he was going to play a character based upon Larry. Um, but John Hamm has some funny lines about how uh, how vulgar the character was and how people didn't like it, which obviously comes off quite funny, considering it was based on Larry. And then, by complete coincidence, at the live funeral with Albert Brooks upstairs, watching it on a live broadcast in his bedroom and everybody else downstairs in his, uh, in his front room... Uh, Larry finds a store cupboard when looking for a bathroom filled with COVID supplies. So hand sanitizer, toilet paper, the lot. A, a room just filled to the ceiling with all of these items. And uh, shames Albert Brooks as a COVID hoarder. And the whole procession at the funeral just go into absolute angst and anger over Albert Brooks' COVID actions. And then to wrap up the episode, we have the audition of the daughter of the brother of the dead burglar, who obviously Larry's agreed to put in the uh, show, but obviously he has to play this off to the other Netflix execs, so he gets the sign-off. And she comes in and she absolutely bombs it, as we expected as an amateur. But Larry, obviously knowing what he does, says, you know, this is the girl, this is the one for the part, and that's how the episode wraps up. We have uh, Larry making sure that this girl gets the job, and also we also get a nice little... Uh, Plot twist at the end as the uh, the famous music, instead of actually being played on uh, over the top, you know, via the audio, we actually get it via natural sound of an orchestra playing it, which uh, Larry and his friend Albert Brooks are attending. 
So if we get into the little awards that I've devised for the series now, I think for me, MVP, most valuable player of the episode, it's someone who I didn't even mention in my recap, and she's probably the character, if you think about all the episodes of Curb in the past, she probably is the most prevalent winner of MVP, and that is Susie, Jeff's wife, who has just, as always, has some just amazing lines, delivers the first GTFO of the season to Larry, she has done so many times, calls him bald, there else, but her highlight comes when she goes to see Larry's friend Dennis, who owes him money uh, for the golf trip, who's got early onset dementia, calls him and calls him Dementia Boy, and it's a perfect example of how Curb manages to tread this line of constantly doing these things, which if other programmes did it, it would be offensive, but Curb just has a way of doing it, that it, it comes off just hilariously, and Susie Essman, who plays Susie Green in the programme, is a wonderful actress, and she was the MVP for me, stole all her scenes, and like, you know, she's argu- like I said, she's arguably, if we did this award for every episode, she'd probably win it the most, even though she isn't, you know, she isn't Larry, but it was, she was incredible yet again. I think biggest letdown for me was probably Leon. We didn't get a lot of Leon in this episode, and I love Leon. Leon and Susie are probably my favourite characters, and we didn't get a whole lot of Leon in this episode. But it's but I thought this was a really good episode, especially to kick off a new season, especially in you know traversing such a dangerous and you know interesting topic as COVID, and it's a difficult situation to approach in terms of a television program. So I so I think it did really well in that regard, but I felt like Leon could have had a bit more in this episode and, you know, they didn't exploit his abilities and J.B. Smooth's, you know, just amazing performance as that character in this episode. In terms of the best celebrity cameo of the episode, I think there's some really good contenders. Lucy Liu's really good as someone who's, you know, convinced that Larry's becoming very old, very quickly and frail, as uh, as Leon suggests as well in the episode. She plays a really good part. John Hamm's like brief, very brief appearance is really funny. I mean, I really like John Hamm. I always like John Hamm, so it's always easy for him to be high up my list because he's always got a capacity just to make little characters really funny. Look at Parks and Recreation, for example, or even his part in uh, the Netflix series with Ellie Kemper. But I think celebrity cameo has got to be Albert Brooks. It's a surprise that he's never actually been in Curb before now because of his strong relations to, you know, to Larry and obviously his brother being in the program. Obviously, it creates this interesting dynamic where Albert Brooks is playing himself, even though his real life brother is playing a character. But Curb does that a lot. Like Vince Vaughn, for example, played a Funkhauser last season as well, didn't play himself. But it's got to be Albert Brooks. Did the classic egotistical thing that all the celebrities doing when they come on Curb, well, almost all. And I mean, the live funerals, I mean, it's a hilarious concept. And the fact that he got outed as a COVID hoarder was tremendous. And I think. For the last award was Larry Wright, the last question of this uh, of this pod, and I think the broad thing that he has to be right about, I suppose, is whether or not he deserves that loan back. And I know Larry is like a multi billionaire, got all the money in the world, doesn't have to worry about it. But surely six thousand dollars Dennis owed him from the golf trip, six thousand for six months. I think Larry's more than right to feel aggrieved about that personally. Sometimes Larry goes way over the top. He's way too petty. He's way too particular. I mean, and he's way too weird. I mean, perfect example when he commented on the the son at the pool party. I won't go any further than that. A son of a friend of his. Um, if you know Kirby, you'll know what I'm talking about. But he was totally right to be agreed to feel a bit upset about the fact that it's six thousand dollars that hadn't been paid for six months. In my opinion. So just to wrap up the podcast, I, th- I was really 
glad to have this episode back, um, this series back. I think it was really good. I think it was, you know, it's not one of the be- best 10 episodes ever of Curb, but it was really solid. And I think it's just great that we've still got programs on TV that, you know, like Anne Bancroft was in Curb, for, God, for God's sake, for one episode. You know how amazing it is to have a program, a sitcom that's still on TV that Anne Bancroft was in and some of the amazing actors who have been in Curb over the, over the years. And, you know, I'm re- really glad to have it back and look forward to what the season has.